Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are too wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. September 17th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. No intern, Alex, today. It was fun to, to meet him, have him on air yesterday. Hope he enjoyed it. But just the, the regular crew today, and we will have Adam Luckett on in hour number two. And that'll be a good time. Nick Roush, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Uh maybe might be having a technical difficulty or two but uh doing well had a, had a great thursday very excited to to talk some sports this morning what's the old technical difficulty for some reason your sound is going through my computer and not my headphones so i have a feeling that listeners are hearing echo or something well so. you sound fine to me and uh maybe don't get on 20 seconds before we get on air yeah i really pulled out. it I really pulled a Trevor there too, where it was like I was unnecessarily just like almost late, you know. Like I, I wasn't outside smoking a cigarette, but I might as well have been. Really, dumb. <laughs> really dumb. <laughs> you're you're close to the bell yesterday too. You are you the new Trevor? Many people I'm are dancing, asking. dancing with the devil. You know, you you but you do sound fine to me. So Justin, do we both sound good to you, pal? Yeah, everything sounds perfect on my end. Yeah, and of course. And of course, for me, Justin was a little choppy there, but perfect, perfect. <laughs> Justin, internet. How, how internet station might be bad. I'm good. I got, I got eight hours of sleep for the first time last night, and God knows when. I it's couldn't 15, tell you last time. Fifteen years. It feels like fifteen years. Yeah, well, but I got golfed yesterday as well, so I had a great Thursday, uh, ready for a good Friday. Yes, it is Friday indeed. This one, every Friday's got plenty of juice. That much is guaranteed. This one, maybe not as much as like last week as we were heading into the Missouri game. It's Chattanooga. Kentucky's going to cruise. I know next to nothing about Chattanooga, but luckily my co-host knows probably a tiny little bit. So so that's going to be our Chattanooga. At least we'll have luck it on. He'll know. Um, maybe a little tiny bit more than that. I, what, what do you? What is there to know about Chattanooga? I mean, who? They're a football team. That's a. I think it's an underrated city in Tennessee. Yeah, I've actually heard really nice things about it. Like that, uh, they they've really uh, the, the hippies have gotten in there and really done nice things there. So I've, I've heard it's nice. Yeah, it's probably like a less crowded Asheville kind of vibe to it. Have you ever been to Lookout Mountain? I've. Yeah, actually, uh, like almost unintentionally. Um, yes, I have going to an SEC tournament. Really? Because with, with my mother, I see all of the signs, and I, you know, see Ruby Falls. Go to Lookout Mountain. Like you see all that stuff, but I've never, I n- never have actually gone to it. And on that aerial America. They went to Lookout Mountain and showed Ruby Falls, and it looks really awesome. So I think when it's it's almost like the Ron John Surf Shop. Whenever you cross the Florida State line and you see the billboards everywhere, and you're like, God, that place must be awful. The Ron John Surf Surf Shop ruined Ruby Falls for me, and apparently that place and Lookout Mountain are incredible. So 
uh, whatever bad things I had to say about the Chattanooga Choo Choo, I, I resent them. I don't think we went maybe all the way to the top of Lookout Mountain, but I, th- I just remember we had unintentionally ended up on the road that takes you to parts of the top of the mountain. And there's like little pullover spots where there were scenic and pretty views and whatnot. And we, uh, gosh, I think that may have been the, the, the SEC tournament with the tornado going over the Georgia Dome. That was just a weather weekend nightmare. Bad weather on the way down. A tornado hit the building that we were in watching, just getting ready to watch old Billy G coach a basketball game. And then on the way back, it was miserable weather. And I think I probably told this story before, but like we tried to go to Georgia Tech in the morning that next morning just to see if we could get in. And um, nobody had any idea what was going on. Mass confusion. This was like pre social media days like Twitter, right. I, you know, obviously I think there was like Facebook and MySpace, but in, term, in terms of sharing and spreading news. So it was just a complete and total cluster, but fun, memorable trip. All things considered didn't do, uh, didn't work out all that well for the cats. That's when they, I think lost to Georgia on the last second shot, right? Out of gains. Am I right? Yeah. about that? Yeah. 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 And they did like an sec short on that Georgia team. Cause they were really bad, and they won the SEC tournament, and then they were like a 12 were, or 11 seed. And- yeah, I think they actually might have been a 13. It was one of the lower-seeded SEC teams I remember. That team, and then the Ole Miss team with Marshall Henderson that won the SEC tournament, surprisingly. Yeah, uh, and they had like a cakewalk to go to the Final Four, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, they choked. Yeah, Andy Kennedy. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Anyways, we will talk Kentucky and Chattanooga. We'll probably keep our focus mostly on UK and and what you're looking for for a team that coming off a big win and then a tougher stretch on the horizon, at least a road game, and then it really gets difficult. After that, we will discuss whatever you want on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. A lot to get to on today's show. Yes. Roush, where should we start? Um, I think uh, should we start with the Eddie Graham news? That that feels like something mm-hmm. that's going to get the folks uh, talking on that Thornton's text line and uh, allow me to pat myself on the back. Uh, I broke the news so everyone out there knows at Roush KSR. Yeah, that's that's big time, buddy. You've got the grand news. Oh man. Uh, that was me trying to like do the thing where I was being a braggadocious jerk, but it actually was kind of nerve wracking, making sure that the, the sco- not that the scoop didn't get out, but I, it was like, you hear that and you're like, wait, what? No way. Uh, and then when I got it confirmed, it was like, oh, okay, well, this is going to be something because Eddie Grant is a polarizing figure. He is back. It, this is unlike anything that happens in college football. You typically, don't fire an offensive coordinator and then bring them back on your staff less than a year later. I mean, this was the final game of the regular season in November. He was fired that Sunday. And then now two games into the season, he's going to rejoin the staff in an administrative role. Uh, I don't, his roles will not be the same as Dan Brezowitz's were i know brez he's gotten moved around but i do think that that's probably where the pool of money is coming from um since brez is out but he will have some sort of off the field administrative type role don't know exactly what it is but he's back in the building and grant is one of those guys that as bad as kentucky's passing offense was there were still some people and tj you were even like that to an extent where it was like you know he's 
been great for us, though. Let's just keep him around. Well, they're, they they found a way to keep him around. And uh, I know some people, I got a lot of those uh, gifts of Michael Scott saying, yeah. no, God, no, whenever, you know, he yeah. runs back into Toby. But I, it, it really was a, either you got the loud, oh my gosh, Eddie Grant, and you made your jokes. But I think for the most part, people are like, this is actually a good thing. Just keep him away from running the Wildcat. Like if, if we don't run the Wildcat, then this is a nothing but great. I mean this respectfully, and I and I'm sure I would probably love these people, but anybody that's disappointed is an idiot. Point blank period. Do you think Kentucky football as a program has improved over the last five years? Have you liked the direction Kentucky football has gone over the last five years? Anybody with half a brain is going to say yes to that. Eddie Graham played a big role in that. Now, granted, the offenses weren't doing enough. And hand up, I will admit it, I made a take that with this being a year, and I'll I'll pat myself on the back, Roush, while we're going around patting each other on the backs. I'll pat your back, you pat mine. Like okay. summer 2020, I said, I'm, I'm much more excited about 2021. Like, I, you know, I, this is going to be a fine year, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think all the pieces, I think all the stars, of course, I didn't know about Levis. Of course, I didn't know about Robinson. Uh, I, I, I didn't know what they were going to do at the quarterback position. I thought maybe Bo Allen would be ready or maybe it'd be the Joey Gatewood show. But, uh, but I, I did know, at least in other positions and other areas, that things could be really nice for UK football. And I, so that's where I was right. Where I was wrong is I did make a take when we were discussing the Eddie Grant stuff uh, when his firing came down and you and, and it was it, I think it was healthy debate I think everybody could kind of see mm -hmm. both sides of it but I had had the take that with this experienced team coming back and all the stars aligning wouldn't we want somebody that at least you know is going to be solid uh, or do a, a decent job and not just some guy who's never been an offensive coordinator before at a big-time college football program, a new kind of style, will it work, will it not work, having to teach all these players all this new stuff, an offensive line that's dominant, and having to teach them a new scheme or a relatively new scheme, going to the edges a little bit more. I, I did make the take that I didn't think that that was a great idea to make that move when it happened. I've always probably been a little biased to Eddie Grand just because he's such a good dude, Roush, that it's like mm -hmm. you just want to root for somebody that treats people that, that kind. You know, it's like a TJ Beisner sort of deal, except I, I don't know. He, Beisner's really good at his job, or Eddie Grand was just kind of ho-hum at his job in some, in some capacities. Just great people all around, easy to root for, and, and that's how it is with Eddie Grand. Um, but I was wrong. Like Liam Cohen was much needed for this football program. Mark Stoops made a really good decision. It was a tough decision because we know that his relationship with Eddie Grant and hand up. I was wrong about the offense needing a new direction, but this almost seems like the perfect compromise. You get Eddie Grant still kind of involved in the program one way or another, but the offense has new life, new blood and things they have a changed. And let's not act like, I mean, Eddie, look, you got to look at Eddie Grant's quarterbacks. And when he had a healthy Steven Johnson, and even that was coming off the heels of thinking you were going to have Drew Barker, Eddie Grant is probably going to look back when he's 80 and be like, man, those Kentucky teams could have been really fun if it had gone the way that we thought it was going to go at the quarterback position. Almost every single year, they had to do something different, make some adjustments, change things out. And the one year that it, 
the one unfortunate year that you didn't really have to deal with injuries too much was 2018. And that year you're breaking in a Juco quarterback. That's tough to do in the SEC. Uh, so it just the, the stars really never aligned for Eddie Grand during his time at Kentucky. But to be able to put Lynn Bowden at quarterback and do what that team did, it wasn't the most fun thing to watch from a fan perspective. But I actually kind of enjoyed it. I mean, Lynn Bowden was a freak, but that was Eddie Grant to be able to design that, to make it work, to fit it, and have to do it that quickly. Pretty impressed. Well, that quickly, you know, there was trial and error of Sawyer Smith, and then they basically ran out of options with him. Eddie Grant, good guy, had an average stint at offensive coordinator at Kentucky. I'm glad to find a way to get him back in the program. Yeah, yeah it, 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 the, the, the big thing, thing for me over, over – how do I put this? It's going to be kind of weird to an extent, but I think the way that Grant handled his departure anyway, like that will prevent that from happening. If that makes sense. Like I think he knew, I mean, we all knew with about a month ago that his time was up. It was time for a change at UK. Um, and he handled it like a pro. So I don't think there's going to be any sort of ill will in that building. I don't think there'll be any awkward moments. It's kind of like, when I was in, uh, you know, I've got to go back to the sales days, of course. But when I when I was a junior, my head basketball coach got fired. We were much worse than we should have been. Uh, hadn't gotten out of district. It was bad. But he was a great guy. He was a great teacher. I really liked him. And he stuck around, and he became one of the dean slash disciplinarian guys. Really good at his job. Still does that job. And I think he even coaches golf now. But that... My point being, there it was a little awkward that like first day or so when it's like, oh, you're the coach, but you're not the coach anymore. Yeah, deal. And that's kind of going to be the case with Grand, where that first day there might be a like, okay, you're not the OC, but he's really well liked, and uh, you know, when Stoops, I mean, the stuff with Brez happened. Brez is one of his closer confidants. Grand is that too. Grand can be a guy that he can bounce stuff off of he'll be on the sidelines for games uh all of those support staff guys are uh so you know if something goes wrong you know if they got questions they can turn to that guy uh i don't think there's going to be any sort of like i don't think liam cohen's going to have to be looking over his shoulder um necessarily uh if anything it would be maybe if you're trying to settle you might some but uh I, grand has been in lexington uh since that happened like he never moved or anything like that uh he still was in the same social circle so i don't think uh, it, it's going to feel kind of normal and now you're just paying him to get back into the building and i i, I think it's going to be a net positive is as much as and, and we talked about this at the time as, as bad as the passing attack was the running game like we kentucky became a punchy in the mouth sec football team that could just run it down teams throats and they went to five straight bowls doing that Kentucky's never been yeah, to five yeah. straight bowl games like could the, a, a big grands mark stoops success a lot of it can be put on grand's shoulders mark stoops isn't here if he makes a bad hire and gets somebody else besides eddie graham back in 2016 that got things rocking and rolling and you're you're keeping the band together to an extent while still being able to revolutionize the offense. So I do think it is a win-win. Well, well said. And for the first time, now there's the echo there's that you were so nervous about. Oh, no. Oh, no.
maybe if you just mute yourself, that would uh, solve that. But that's uh, everything you said was spot on be- before the before the echoes. And for the first time since the late '90s, Kentucky football had an identity under Grant. That it, it, and it probably wasn't what Grant ever thought it was going to be when he accepted the, the position to come from Cincinnati to Kentucky for that offensive coordinator job. But it had an identity. Unfortunately, with that identity, there was like a handcuffed villain with it, and that was the lack of a passing game. But I, 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 I enjoyed. I, I really did. You, I mean, Benny Snell. You utilized him, turned him into debatably the the, the best statistics running back in UK football history. Uh, and then maybe just a couple years later, under your watch, uh, you bring in Chris Rodriguez, you kind of develop him a good degree to a good degree, and then you won't be there for the payoff year. But Chris Rodriguez could is debatably more talented than Benny Snell. And we're talking about in a span of just a, a few years. So he he's always not going to probably be remembered too kindly. But if anybody, if I'm in that room when he's not being remembered too kindly, I will certainly interject myself into any conversation to defend Eddie Grant and remind folks that, hey, it was pretty it was pretty all right. It was pretty all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you you laid that one up for me. I couldn't help it myself. I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you one bit. Um, all right, let's go to our first break a little earlier than we normally do, and we will come back. We've got the text line waiting for us. Eddie Grant is back, baby, but there's more football news and a big weekend for football recruiting. Basketball recruiting has gotten most of the pub this week, rightfully so, but we've got some football recruiting to talk about. I've got some questions for Roush regarding the football recruiting. I'm sure he's going to answer them for me. We'll come back. We'll do that and a lot more. We've got a fun Thornton sex line to read as well. Keep them coming in. 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio, and we will be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. I was the mistress. With Walker and Roush. I wish I could be a mistress. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Don't shout at me, Justin. I don't need it today. I don't need it today. We were were running out of time on the rejoin. All all it came, (laughs) they both came at the same time. The ready came, and then it just was like, then that could be on my end, as we've learned. But um, so, yeah, I don't need the shouting today. (laughs) Two two exclamation points on a day like today. It's a Friday. I went three. Yeah, I, I, you better not have. <laughs> you better not have. Uh, welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. It's Friday. We're all in a good mood as we look forward to our weekend. Roush, this could be the last, uh, the last like you know, eight mid eighties, high eighties heat of of twenty twenty one. Good. It can get the hell out of here. I, 
90s is like where it's just like this is terrible but i mean i agree with you but i hope i mean i hope it is hope it's the the last of it and that would that would be nice I mean, but you're it, right in that it's doable you know um you know you're just a little toasty a little sweaty and that isn't the worst but i you know if i'm going to choose i would much rather have 70s 60s and cool you know yes yes i and i i do uh, agree with that if we're rating this summer for ranking it in terms of just how miserable it was like 10 being just as miserable as it could get one being like really really good not bad at all i'd probably say a four mm. wasn't too bad we had like two weeks of miserable heat yeah it it just um we had a lot of rain a lot more rain than normal so i i think that th that kept things cool so not as miserable as it could have been but still it's summer, so it was, by definition, miserable. I feel like we had a dry summer. I feel like we didn't have a lot of rain. No, yeah. The, uh, as somebody who was trying to grow peppers and plants and stuff, it was too wet uh, at the beginning of summer. So it took things a lot longer to grow. A lot hmm. longer. Mm -hmm. gonna, we're going to need a third party to weigh in. Justin, yeah. was it a wet summer or a dry summer? I think it was just right. We <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, on the, on the real though, guys, we didn't have... I don't feel like we had a lot of rain days this summer, but we did when the days we did have rain, it seemed like we got a lot of rain. Yeah. I mean, if that, that makes sense. No, that's true. I mean, we did go like three weeks without rain. That did happen. And then Justin's right. There'd be, it'd just be like, is the rain ever going to stop? I don't think we've seen the sun for a little bit, but I still would lean more dry than not, but, but it wasn't too hot. That's all I care about. Rain doesn't bother me. Sometimes rain's fine in the summer if it cools things down a little bit, but um, I'm just a huge baby to the heat. I will yeah. say, I was telling somebody yesterday that it didn't seem like this summer was nearly as long as summers in the past. At least at least not in terms of heat, kind of like you all are talking about. We, we Normally, we get over a month, maybe two or two and a half of just like unbearable heat. We definitely didn't get that this year. Mm. You know what we did get is some crazy nfc east football thursday night we, oh. we probably should have mentioned it off the top but my god trevor kelsey he's got to be ashamed of himself he watches acc and nfc east football like that's just man you must hate yourself buddy god what a what well, that I mean he's an eagle like he, he probably didn't take any pride in watching last night's game yeah, no, he probably didn't, but it still was just that's that's NFC East football in a nutshell was last night, and to have the game, I mean, just that the, the, there were plenty of hijinks throughout, um, but to have the game end with a missed, very makeable field goal, only to get it called back by offside uh, an offsides penalty, we call that the old Willie Gay. Uh, TJ, <laughs> and he got to kick it again. It looked like he was going to miss the second attempt, but it barely went in through the upright and the Washington football team beat the New York Giants. No, oh, you're going to trigger some UVL fans with that, by the way. <laughs> that's a sore spot. For well, it should be. That's a, uh, that's a sore spot. So did they call neutral zone or offsides? I had the sound off. I was watching. Uh, offsides, I believe. I think it was just straight clean offsides. Okay. That that was bad. 
he jumped it. He timed it perfectly. Literally, once the ball starts moving is when he – and it was obviously kind of an unintentional fall, aren't that what false starts are. But it actually t- ended up being timed perfectly. It, w- it was w- – watch the replays. Watch it from all the angles. It was timed perfectly that he's not moving ahead of that line until that ball starts moving. And – it was it cost it cost them the game and it cost me my bet. I didn't really have a good feel for that game. I think like naturally people would be like Washington, only a three, three and a half point favorite. That's an easy, like they're gonna kill the Giants. Um, so it kind of stunk to me. So I stayed away from the line. The over under at 41 points, Roush, NFC East, 41 points is never a guarantee for any football team in the NFC East. But man, just- they got it. Uh, they did. They got it pretty easily. And I was entertained <laughs> yeah. by the game, all things considered. My bet was I just took the juice on the Giants being the first team to score and then the Giants being the last team to score, and I parlayed them. And the juice was best for Giants first to score, and I got that one, but got completely hosed by that offsides that wasn't that cost me the Giants last to score. Man, I was entertained I- by the game. It, it it felt like a little like college football, but with professional players. It was just silly. Yeah, it was two it bad really teams was. that played a good game. It was. It really yeah, was. Yeah, and man, Taylor Heineke, he just misses some throws, man. I was like, actually impressed by him for being basically a no-name. Yeah, I mean, he's he's fine, but he's not good. Like, the amount of throws they had just that are open that he just where he just misses guys. Like, are, there's plenty of them out there. Um, there's plenty of dumb mistakes that each team made. I just, uh, I, I was talking to a friend on the way to Churchill Downs who, you know, he likes to wager quite a bit. And I was like, you know, I just threw 10 bucks on the, the Washington football team because I want him to win. And uh, he's like, yeah, I've got a hard and fast rule to never bet NFC East football. And I was like, you know what? That's a that's a good rule to live by. And I think I'm going to hop on that train and just stay away from betting NFC East football and just enjoy it for what it is. And that is an absolute poop show. I'm watching this replay too, Terry. I'm shocked they called that. I guess it's because he was lined up over center. That's that's the thing that I was thinking. And I didn't have the sound on, so I couldn't really hear their explanations. If that's what it is, then fine, so be it. But in the in the common fans' knowledge of an offsides, that was yeah, I said false well, start earlier. For an offsides, that's not a, that's that was perfectly timed. And I, I think they like just from uh a, an official's viewpoint, if that's happening three people down the referee one of the referee's jobs is to stare at the center and what's going on around him to make sure that he's not getting kind like they've got a couple rules about that uh so like if if it happens farther down the line then they probably don't even notice that because it was pretty seamless like is it slightly early yes but it's still i don't think it's offside so i'm i'm shocked it got called yeah, pretty. Man, uh, do I love to do I love to see the pain for Giants fans? I mean, they even had the Daniel Jones like seventy yard touchdown run, which was just like you kept waiting for somebody to show up to tackle him, and nobody was there. And then it got called back on just such a weak holding call. I bet Giants fans, you just got to be just sick to your stomach this morning. Uh, if you all like free money, go ahead and bet Daniel Jones over his rushing total every single game. Well, don't you think that may be adjusted moving forward? I mean, it wasn't adjusted the first two weeks, or this week from last week, so. Got to play it. Giants are terrible. I mean, 
the thing is, too, you're going to tell us this, and you're never going to play it. So, That's like, true. I don't know if I can take you seriously. Browse has you there, buddy. I've, I've, I have money. I don't. I'm just saying, if y'all need a little more. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> hey, I want to remind folks that there's a it, it, there's a big time event going on at Chariot Run Golf Club. They're hosting a two day individual tournament, the Fall Classic, September 25th and 26th, and a two person tournament on October 16th. You can call the Pro Shop at 812-578-3355. That's 812-578-3355 to register. This is big time golf, folks. So if you've been Really having a good summer. You've been going out. You've been seeing Bobby Cook. This may be your time to sign up for the Chariot the Chariot Run Fall Classic. Uh, I've seen pictures of the event before. I've known somebody that has played in it. And it's uh it, it feels like a big time event. So if you're kind of if you're if you're a golfer that's ready to put yourself up against some of the best in the region, you go ahead and you call Chariot Run at 812 578 3355 And like we mentioned, heat remaining for one more weekend. And wouldn't be the worst time in the world to go check out the Bobby Cook Golf Academy over off Exit 4 in Southern Indiana. He can fix your game. If It doesn't matter if you have only played golf a few rounds in your life or maybe never at all. He'd be happy to help you and teach you and make you a better golfer. Or maybe you've been really having a great summer, but there's just one area that's keeping you from scratch. Bobby Cook can fix it for you as well. He's over there off exit four. Like I mentioned, it's only about 15, 10, 20 minutes, depending where you're coming from Louisville. It's a really easy shot on I-65. It's a cool setup, three virtual simulators at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. And go to the BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com to learn more. All right, Roush. If I was, if I, real quick, if I was guaranteed to play like I played on the back nine yesterday when I played, I would enter that chariot run tournament. Oh, you you would you would double bow. I wouldn't win. I wouldn't win, but I would be I was two over on the back nine yesterday, boys. Yeah. You ever two played chariot you ever played chariot run? Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, there is there, there really is hard. one hole though that I always do well in because if you just slice it just right, you can sky over a bunker and get like a you know seventy five yard just little pitching a putt onto the green so yeah i've weirdly played chariot run pretty well i don't know why um but i've also had some like hilariously bad holes there as well you know what i think it is is you just big time players make big time plays and big time games and when you're in hoosier territory you know you've got to bring it and uh hoosiers yeah best best be on the lookout is we're coming for you we're coming for you all right texan you won't play us. <laughs> that can go. That can easily just go the other way, buddy. All right. He, he would. He would only say that to Terry if we're not in studio. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd say in studio. I ain't scared. Justin, how it's Friday. I'm ready. I'm ready to rumble. All right, we're gonna come find you after we get off the air. <laughs> Justin, are you excited for your trip to Bloomington? I am. I am. I am. Yep. I'm really excited. I couldn't honestly. I couldn't tell you the last time I was in Bloomington. So looking forward to it. Well, when was the last time you were in Bloomington? I, I truly couldn't tell you. I have no you idea. It's trying to get you. I was trying don't to go get up you. there for uh, basketball games ever. Uh, oh, you know what? Now that you mentioned that, I guess I was there a couple years ago. I was on the call for Jacksonville at Indiana. Oh, Ooh. how did how'd it go? 
Oh, you, awesome. to, you, got, you got to call a game at Assembly Hall. Yes, it was it was oh, awesome. Man. That was that was one game where my connections front that I made in Jacksonville really paid off. I saw that they were on the schedule. I hit up their play by play guy because I've done some stuff with them too up at Butler, like calling football games and stuff. Um, so I, when I saw that, I was like, I have to I have to be on the call for that one. And and he was lucky, or I was lucky enough to have him let me. So yeah, it was a cool experience. Like six rows off the floor. Calling a play by our color for Indiana game. That was awesome. Did you ever mm. rush the floor when you were student at IU? I was I did not. No, I I only went to games my freshman year and then from then on I worked. So that's right. You you've mentioned that you worked. Yeah. I forgot about that. But uh it was much more fun to get paid to go to the games and watch than to pay and go to the games and watch. Although you couldn't you, drink. Uh, yeah. Well, and with Indiana basketball, you kind of need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that, that's true. Hey, Roush, with UK football, mm-hmm. they have a chance to do something IU basketball hasn't done in a really, really long time. Number one recruit visiting UK. I thought you were going to say start three and zero. The zing. Tell me, tell me about uh, Webius Overton. He is the number one. Uh, ranked player in the 2023 recruiting class uh, out of Milton, Georgia. It's a football factory outside of Atlanta. And Overton is an interesting character. So he's one of these uh, six, four, 300, you know, two, just big, big freak athletes on the defensive line. And Kentucky is one of a dozen or so candidates for Overton. And the cats have a chance because of connections. Now, what, what's interesting here from the connections front is that his his so his mother played volleyball at UK in the '90s. She was an All SEC player from '91 to '94, I think. And uh, so this weekend, Milton's got a bye week, so they're like, "Oh, we'll we'll go watch Kentucky play a football game, and then we'll watch the volleyball team play Stanford." So. They're doing that this weekend. You have that connection there, but he he also has connections to other schools because uh, his dad is, uh, I believe he might be the AD at Kennesaw State now, but he previously worked in the athletic departments at Texas A&M and Alabama, uh, as well as his mother did. So he has his connections there. Also, there's one more that makes this interesting too, is he's family friends with Dante Rumpf. So that's weird. You yeah. haven't heard that name in a long time. I know that really is a blast from the past, but whenever the family moved from Alabama to Georgia, I want to say two years ago, Rumpf was training kids there. And so Rumpf is like, uh, his trainer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, kind of crazy that I, I didn't get the connection until John Hale wrote the story yesterday, but that's like, like when he picked up his offer from UK, he had, it was a picture of Dante Rumpf. So that that's, that's pretty cool. So that, uh, in uh, his mother's uh, interview with John Hale, there was definitely a, like, yes, like Kentucky has a chance here. This place has always felt like home. You really get a good vibe from her. And I know it's just mom talking to, you know, a year out from all this stuff becoming, you know, really a reality. But, you know, she's like, you know, he's different. He's not going to a school just because they win national championships. He's going to a school because it's a great fit and it feels like home. And that's what Kentucky feels like to me. Every time I come back here, it's just like home, no matter how many years it's been. So, ah. uh, yeah, it, it, and this is his first time. 
actually getting on campus. So Vince Merrill, he's laid the groundwork, and now it's up to the rest of the coaching staff to set a, a solid foundation because I definitely got the vibe that Kentucky will probably be around. Like, if he likes it this weekend, Kentucky's going to be in the thick of his recruitment, you know, top five kind of in it to the end. Now, you know, then things get crazy, but I did get a good vibe that, like, Kentucky has a, a, a legit shot here at this kid, and it's not just throwing him in the top 12 just to throw his mom's old school bone. Yeah, so I, that that you answered uh, even some follow up questions that I had. So it definitely sounds like if Kentucky comes a call and after this weekend, they will be more than just a hat on the table. They've they've got a real chance here, and thank goodness Kentucky's football program is where it is. You, because I, I feel like there have been times where there's been some legacy recruits that have been like, yeah, I'll definitely it, Kentucky. They're they're building something nice. I. I I was glad to talk to him. I'm probably not going to go there, but uh, that they they're doing good things. Like where you've gotten big time recruits to say nice things about UK in the past, but now you've actually got things to show for it, and you've got uh, hey, look, I've I've put defensive players into the the top ten picks of the NFL draft. I've gotten first round guys uh, multiple years. I I can. I can mold you. I can take care of you and I can, I can get you where you're looking to go where previously you were just kind of selling the dream of that where now it's turned more into a reality. So thank goodness Kentucky's football program is currently in a healthy position uh, while you've got a chance now at the number one recruit. And that's why I was wondering why he was coming in for such a ho-hum game. Like right, if you're UK, right. you'd want them for Florida or LSU to show that like, Hey, this can be big time college football up here as well. Big time atmospheres. Also, uh, but the volleyball game, gotcha. That makes more sense. Yeah, and, yeah. And in the bye week too, you know, you're just like, all right, we'll, we'll just make a whole weekend out of this. Yeah. So, and uh, if you and uh, ideally, maybe he just likes what he sees around campus, gets why mom is so in love with the place, and wants to come back uh, later on if possible. We also have another story that meshes our Eddie Grand and our recruiting story. Say what? I did not I did not notice this until like a Notre Dame rival site had an interview with him. And I, I, I I've gotta ask around because I haven't seen him around. But Ahmad Wagner is a GA now on the UK staff officially listed on UK's website. Huh, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I wish that he could have like made a practice squad in the NFL. I do too, but you know, like he, he like the, you know, you can't teach his size. He was a freak. Now he was late to the game, kind of switching over, fully committing to football and whatnot. Uh, it just seemed like he was close, um, but okay, uh, you know, at least at least he's uh, at least he's back in the program. Yes, uh, at a good time, I yes. would say, while his brother's being recruited. And uh, I know I forget who it was, uh, but I, there was there was some former player that had some sour grapes about not getting a GA spot, but like. CJ Conrad getting one and those GA spots like you use them to your advantage and like if you have the chance to recruit one of the top 100 offensive tackles in America and his brother played for you and oh yeah he he would like to get his master's degree well Ahmad you're a great guy come we got we found a GA spot for you like it works out perfectly it works out for perfectly for all parties, so I'm glad they're making it happen, and I, I do think it helps get Emil Wagner one step closer to becoming a Wildcat. 
Yeah, well, that's another great point. Um, I'm all for that. I love that UK is kind of playing that game, if that is kind of what they're doing, wink, wink. But Ahmad seemed great. Everybody didn't really have anything. I didn't. I don't remember anybody ever having anything bad about him. Ahmad Flagner, man, he's going to go down yeah. in history. <laughs> he he is one too that like I just I, I wish he didn't do the basketball thing. Same. I would I would have loved to seen what he because he for for being as far behind as he was he caught up pretty quickly. I just think that at the pro level there probably wasn't enough like he just probably didn't have enough time to develop either in his blocking as a tight end or just in his releases at wide receiver. Because yes, um, yeah. he did have just all the raw athletic tools. It was just a matter of, you know, being able to do it at the highest level. And I'm sure he probably feels the same way, which makes me a tiny bit sad. But on the flip side, pretty cool experience as a teenager into, you know, your early 20s, playing basketball in the Big Ten, playing football in the SEC. Very, very, very few people in the course of human history have been able to say that. Man. Wonder how many. I mean, what if he's the only one? I doubt that he is, but you play basketball yeah. in the Big Ten, you play football in the SEC, you know, probably if it has happened, it ha I'm sure it hasn't been for a really long time. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even that's know. A, that's, that, a cool, that's a cool experience. I wouldn't want what, that to be my experience at the expense of maybe making it in the NFL, but still, right, right. nobody can ever we, take that we away from get, uh, We should get Corey Price on that because I feel like if there's one person who can find that out, and know like the correct answer it would be that guy yeah he definitely could find it out i'll tweet him although i always feel like when we do this it's basically being like hey Corey, dance, get, dance. Get yeah we're gonna need you to go in that book of facts you got there and pull us out something special okay buddy he's a freak though like i i, I it's good having – I think L has an equivalent of a Corey Price. Yeah, Kelly Every, fa every fan yeah. base needs a Corey Price. Yeah, the uh, – the, I, I, I've, I've talked to him some, and he's he's a good guy. Big male football – like, if, if you ever need anything to, to hang out with him and chat in the press box, just bring up some male football. He's a big, big-time fan. He I think he likes his alma mater more than I do, which is saying something. He is a big male guy. Oh yeah, male all the way. Um, Terry, should we uh, should we get to this Thornton's Texan? We absolutely should. You started off. I'm sending a tweet to Corey. Tell him okay. to get those facts turned up for us. Oh man, I love some Corey Price facts. On to the Thornton's Texan five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. It's how you get in touch with the show. You text in, we read them. Uh, one texter says, uh, Roush should think his lucky stars that intern Alex is going to college. Otherwise his job would be in serious jeopardy. Wow. Wow. Boom roasted. I feel like I probably came off a little like rude or, or brash with that, but like, you know, most high school kids are too oh, cool to they're talk. Scared. A lot of people were scared around a microphone too. And he was not, I, he was so not. I commend him for that. Yeah, it, it, There yeah. wasn't like even better than Trevor and not a lot of like likes and ums and stuff like that. I'm kidding. Trevor mm -hmm. calm down, but he did good. He did good. But I, I did have to be real with them that like the money in, in radio and journalism, not mm -hmm. amazing, not amazing. Unless you're with on three. <laughs> Are you insinuating like that. that you're making a ton of money? Oh, just rolling in it. We're we're building a money pool so I can do my uh, Duck McScrooge or whatever. 
Obviously, like a, obviously an above ground money pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Terry, well done. You know what? That, you should just walk off the show after that one, buddy. Please. That was that was. <laughs> You're too kind. It was too low hanging. Oh, that was that was an man. easy one. If I if, if I didn't do it, my brother would be texting in in no time. Oh gosh, man, man, good stuff. Good. Nothing stuff. wrong with above ground pool, by the way. Oh yeah, but those are just that and the Dixie. That's my favorite kind of Dixie Highway joke. It, it's uh, it, it's it's certainly one of them. One of <laughs> one of one of many. Oh, oh. man, Texas what do we got says, now? Uh, Texas Roadhouse rolls. I, that, that's a little disappointing how many people think texas roadhouse rolls are actually better than fazoli's breadsticks it's alarming as a matter of fact i, I don't think enough people have had fazoli's breadsticks I, all right so here's the thing terry i think some of it is that you probably like i've definitely eaten texas roadhouse more frequently than i've had fazoli's and definitely more recently so that certainly plays a role and as good as the rolls are it really is all about the cinnamon butter have you ever seen anybody not use that delicious butter on their rolls? Uh, you are currently looking at one right now. What? Roush, I've got of an unpopular. The... I've got an unpopular take as yeah. well. If if they had regular butter, I would be more apt to use that than the cinnamon butter. Wow. Well, my word. Yeah. Wow. Both of you? For what it's worth. Oh, I'm just a the roll is good by itself. You don't need to church it up with anything. Obviously. <laughs> what are you oh, laughing man. about? I love just like the king of barbecue sauce and being particular, like is also the king of don't need to church church it up. Yeah, exactly. I mean it's a good roll. It's a delicious roll. I love Texas roll roadhouse rolls. But one, they're not better than Fazoli's. What one thing I didn't bring up yesterday is I actually am like a huge fan of Fazoli's. If if I were single, Fazoli's would probably be a weekly staple. And that's sadly not a joke. Would you? I actually their spaghetti had an, is just awesome. It's so hot. It like it. It's almost like you're eating soup. It just gets your soul, and then you dip in thirty breadsticks, and and you don't move for about. Six oh, minutes. Fazoli's is better than Olive Garden. I would take. Oh, easily. Choice. Yeah, and yeah, their breadsticks are better. And I'm not afraid to say that either. Yeah, no, it, it's because the Fazoli's actually juices up their breadsticks. The Olive Garden ones are very plain. There's just not. There's not a whole lot to it the one thing olive garden does have their salads like that's great it, it really is awesome that oh is gosh i think this is like an internet meme but it really did happen to my friend the super salad bit have you you've heard that bit before right um no i like, don't think i have like where the waiter or waitress will say super salad and then this actually happened to one of my friends in our fantasy league he was like what's a super salad thinking it was a super salad as in like a superman salad or something like that oh, instead not... of soup or salad yeah yeah and he even went as far as saying like i'll take the super salad and the the waitress is like the the you want both and he was like oh it's two things and she's like, super salad. And he went, yeah, I'll get the super salad. And it actually, I mean, it probably didn't go on as long as we like to romanticize it. But uh, it was really embarrassing for him. And I'm glad it happened. Man, imagine being that big of a dingus. I know. Pretty tough. Pretty Couldn't be me, pretty right, tough. Justin? Gosh. That's right. What, what are you, Justin, what are you doing? Well, it took me a minute to find my unmute button. Sorry, guys. 
Oh you know, it's on the microphone, right? And they're just button that says. See, when you when you use your button on your microphone, it makes like a crazy noise that goes over here. I don't like it. Oh wow! You could have don't mentioned like this before now. Don't. I mean, it's it's very minuscule, but I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Hmm. And I now want to know what this noise sounds like. It's Let's like hear. a. It, you you remember the sound that um what was the game Trouble that had the dice in the bubble? Oh, yeah. yeah. You, uh, Once you yeah. push that, that's kind of what it sounds like. Like a. Oh man, a, that is a, it's a fun, great sound. What a satisfying game! Oh, it was yeah. a satisfying and game, it, and it's fun getting into trouble. That's true. At least that's what they say <laughs> around true. UK football. Hey, gotta make fun of ourselves, folks. You know what uh, else was a great game was uh, Sorry. A lot of fun that game. Just um, because you got to you got to knock your other persons out and then say. Sorry, <laughs> the, the commercials were super condescending for sorry. Like, <laughs> if, if the people said sorry in my friend group, like they did in the commercial, there were going to be punches thrown, no <laughs> doubt about it. If you were so condescending to do this, sorry, and then you did the slow knock, you know, they'd like zoom in on you knocking over the other person's per- piece. Yeah, there was going to be fight, there was going to be fist thrown, no <laughs> doubt about it. <sighs> Oh, sorry. Roush, you don't have to answer if it's too personal, but will you be attending Papa Murphy's tonight? Oh, man, and I cannot wait to get me a slice of Papa Murphy's pizza, too. Aren't you worried about, like, Uber seeing seeing you and, like, you know, messing with you or something? Oh, I don't care. Because you're recognizable. You're a tall feller. Yeah, but, like, the thing is, is most of the idiots online like they don't realize that that's there's a real world and a person behind that so i I wouldn't think they would even know like Mm. i don't think their brains could compute putting two and two together so you you get the half price beers flowing it's gonna be a rowdy crowd you know that that's why why you're gonna be there yeah yeah the uh i I am disappointed there was a lot of 17 dollar tickets available wednesday and i (laughs) didn't get them then now they're like 30 so I don't know. I'll just wait and scalp them when I get there. I'm sure I can get two. Oh, you'll somebody will have an extra one. I, I, my family may have some extra floating around. Just go to a, a Kroger, pick something up. They'll yeah, everyone. Right, right. Yeah, they're they're basically everywhere. There was a lot of UCF fans at uh, Churchill last night, and I, I mean, that's a great Ooh, road trip. There that is one, a great road trip. There was one guy who, so he was coming in for his bachelor party. So he was doing dollar beers Thursday night, and then like bourbon tours uh, today and tomorrow. So, like, you want to talk be a about, lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Good. So, great trip. Great trip. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're going to see a decent amount of uh, black and gold tonight. Well, I am i I don't really have a feel for this game either. UCF is better, but UofL is going to be super, super desperate. So you got to pull out all the stops there. Going to be fun to watch. Let's uh, go to a break. We'll come back. We'll get to hour two, the Thornton sex line, PT's picks of the week, Adam Luckett. We'll talk more Kentucky and Chattanooga. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro.
Welcome back. Hour two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. Hope everybody enjoyed hour number one. And uh, we're glad that you're back for hour number two. Whether you're listening on podcasts, live, on 961 FM, 1450 AM. And if you are driving around Louisville, give that 96.1 FM a, a try. There are some spots where 1450 is better, but 96.1 FM, real clear. I think one of the clearest sports talk radio uh, signals in the in the market. And uh, I would know. I listen to some other stations throughout the day, and I think 96.1 FM is the absolute best. But if you can't listen live, uh, you can get it anywhere you get your podcast. We always love ratings and reviews regardless of the platform. We're appreciative of that. And congrats to Patreon member Cameron for winning two tickets to tomorrow's game simply by just being a Patreon member. We're appreciative of that and enjoy the game tomorrow. Should be a laugher, Roush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. hope Let's Kentucky, Kentucky uh, uh, gets off to a good start. I, you don't like to watch them play with their food, but uh, this one is all about staying healthy. And getting out there and playing some clean football. Been a lot of turnovers the first two weeks of the season. Need to clean those up and force a few on the defensive side of the ball. So the name of the game for me Saturday at noon is all about creating turnovers, not committing turnovers, and staying healthy. Uh, check those boxes and I'll, I'll be a happy camper uh, Saturday night. Yeah, staying healthy is the biggest one for me. If you looked absolutely dreadful, uh, then that would be concerning, and we'd talk about that on Monday. I don't think there's any possibility of a loss really being on the table. But if you go out there and you look totally lethargic and you just are going through the motions, then that would be uh, a little disappointing. So just execute, and it should really be over by the first half. And could be a game we see a lot of Bo Allen in, which would be fun, and some of those freshman wide receivers that I'm kind of excited yeah, about as well. Yeah. So it uh, could be a good game for for some of the – the bench guys, some of the guys that are developing, and uh, I, I don't, I don't know anything about Chattanooga. I can't, I, I, I don't know. Well, they, uh, they played a fall season and a spring season. We're three and two in each of them the last two years, uh, and uh, I think I mentioned this earlier in the week, but uh, yeah, they've got the defensive coordinator that fought Mickey Crome. Um, so we've got that, uh, but yeah, not a. They're just they don't do anything very remarkable. A very ho hum, average kind of team. So uh, Kentucky, go take care of business. I, you've had some FCS teams upset some FBS teams. That that's not going to happen on Saturday. No, I, I I would I would hope not. So um, noon at the Krogue tomorrow. I think the catwalks at nine forty five. I will not be there. So. Uh, don't go to gate three or to gate four, either one. But if you are going to be there, I would suggest you do yourself a favor and you get Salsaritas catering here in Louisville. You can go to the Middletown or St. Matthew's location. Maybe you're going to the U of L game tonight. Uh, it's the perfect thing to satisfy large groups of people. And it doesn't matter how picky the people are because you can pick and choose what you want. You like chicken? Great. You're a vegetarian? Then skip the meat. You just want to snack on chips and queso, salsa. Is it too hot like Justin? Then you go back down to the mile. They've got every different preference taken care of with their nacho table tailgate. Absolutely, they do. Middletown has a drive through St. Matthew, St. Matthew's newly renovated. Download the app. It's going to save you some money. And by the way, 
if you're thinking about Salseritas for lunch today and you download that app, they can you can get it delivered to your door for free, which is pretty exciting if you download the app, free delivery for Salseritas. Call 502-356-9468 if you're not an app person and you can talk to them on the phone, place your catering order. It's really easy and they make it super convenient waiting for you at the restaurant or they can bring it to you as well. 502-356-9468. And remember, they're always hiring if you're interested in a great job with flexible hours and you don't have to work late nights. So if that's something you're into and you know, good money and great food, not sure. I think most people would be interested in that, Roush, but I can't speak for everybody. Yeah, well, not everybody is smart. And people who like salseritas, they're smart. So That's true. Not a a lot of people are smart. Well said, Roush. Yep. Uh, Man, and uh, shout out to... I think it does take a smart person to figure out this SEC network broadcast situation. So... I hope you folks are figuring it out today. I'm setting my dad's up in the morning to where he can be able to watch it. If you, if you, so what I've learned too, Terry, is that you're, uh, are you YouTube TV or sling guy? Uh, I've, I've got no, not a huge deal. I do have access to both, but we are a sling family. We're slingers. Okay. I'm pretty sure that that login, like whenever you, when you log on the ESPN app and they're like, What's your TB or cable provider? If you just use that information, you should be able to use the app to watch the game tomorrow on SEC Network Plus. I can't believe how many people have been freaking out about this. It's pretty simple. If you have a smart TV, you're going to be able to find a way to watch it one way or another. Uh, You may you're going to need a subscription somewhere, but assuming you have one somewhere, smart TV is just going to make it a thousand times easier in terms of being able to find a way find the game because you can simply just search for it and it'll pop up wherever you need it. Assuming you have the right credentials or logins then you log in, bada boom, bada bing, you're watching it. If you don't have a smart TV, it's going to be pretty hard to watch the game. So good luck. Um, and if you are really unsure about it, then just go to a bar. And if you're super, super unsure about it, then just make sure you got a radio and you can listen to Leech. Yes, yes. What I do worry about is, I mean, will the bars in some of these rural areas, will they still be able to get it? You know, like, internet doesn't always work too great in some places. So that that's the one part that's bums me out, you know? It's like, because there's going to be people who otherwise would have watched this game that they're just... They're just not going to. It'll be like the old days when we had, used to have to watch the, the games on replay. Well, there's always radio. There's always probably a pub somewhere, a, a bar somewhere around the, the, the corner that they could at least catch the game. Um, or, you know, get to the Krog. Get on out there. Yeah. Morning's at the Krog. I won't be there. But, you know, <laughs> I would have I would have liked to. I wouldn't mind going. It, I wouldn't have mind going for a half. But, uh yeah, skipping skipping this one, and then who knows when I'll be back officially, you know, on on Baby Watch, as as they say. But smart TV, it'll probably be easier for you, and you need to be having at least one smart TV in your house, anyways. Yeah the um, the one thing that I like, it can be a real pain in the butt if you do the casting just from like if you have to do it from your phone to get it on your TV, and it's mostly just because like. Once you have the game on, there's no change in channels. Like that, that, that probably annoys me the most out of all of it because goes to commercial, you can't flip it on to another game or because it didn't just takes, you know, forever to get it back. Real annoying. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge 
Uh, haven't been like blown away by Sling, but it's significantly cheaper than what I was paying for DirecTV. A oh, yeah. little bit more Man, inconvenient, probably, how... but you know, probably for the price. I don't know I'm how they'll like survive, you know? Who? DirecTV, because like, especially with satellite stuff or like Dish, the amount of money you got to pay, and then if it rains, you're just screwed. Like, get the hell out of there with that. It's not, I mean, it would have to be like a pretty big storm. I, I like DirecTV. Like, I didn't have any issues with it. Um, it was easy. I, I do miss the days of like just being able to punch in a number and go to said channel uh, instead of like, yeah, having to go back to the main menu and go back or do all that stuff. So I do miss that. But it was just that you can't expect people to pay like t- over $200 for cable nowadays. Like, it's just that's ludicrous. It's right. wild. Too much, too many other options out there. And the thing that also steams me so bad, and I get calls from DirecTV like every other day. It's so annoying. That and serious. It's just nonstop, like automatic robocalls. Um, I probably should just block those their numbers. Maybe that would help it. But I get calls from them all the time. And the thing that's most frustrating is like they'll try to get you back where it's like two years, lock in $80. Yeah, how about that? You like that? Come on in. Come on in. And you're like, hell yeah, I like that. Why can't you just do that forever? Like, if you can do it for a little bit, certainly you can do it forever. <laughs> but, you know, capitalism. Ugh. Tax the rich. Let's go back to the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. A texter says, is the Overton kid visiting this weekend for the game? Not going to be the best atmosphere for the number one overall player to visit on. Well, you found out why if you're listening to our number one of Kentucky Roll Call. Yeah, yeah, they're they're doing the twofer, uh, getting a little volleyball action in as well. So uh, hopefully the cats can uh, bounce they, back. They man. do That's need to bounce tough back. Loss. They do, and you know they're going to mention that volleyball score at the game tonight six times, Roush. Oh yeah, that's going to be really annoying. But uh, man, I just haven't, I haven't been to uh, a game at at Papa Murphy's in a long time. I didn't get the sense yesterday when I was surveying my Louisville fan friends that there was a ton of people going, but you know they, they all show up once the beers start getting cracked, right? So I don't they really know. do. I, I'm uh, I, I'm anxious if we're going to hear a lot of uh, you know griping still about like lines or anything, you know, or how many jokes. Like there's going to be a lot of those jokes, right? Slides moving a little slow. Might need to have half price beers after oh. halftime. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I really, Roush. I think you're just. I think you're going to be in for a real treat, buddy. Like either you're going to see a very very happy drunk crowd, which I know you'll be very happy to be a part of, or you are going to see a very very angry, mad and mean crowd, which I think you would also enjoy. The people. I think you're in a for you're in for a win win tonight. Oh, win win win. Man, looking forward to it. The looking funniest will be it. if it's just it, it just chaos. Rooting for I'm rooting for lines. I've never rooted for lines harder than I am tonight. <laughs> That's like the worst thing you could possibly root for. I want long lines everywhere. <laughs> Like the people that root for the course in a golf tournament, I'm rooting for I'm I'm rooting for long lines and malfunctions with tri- chip readers. Oh man, 
And the thing is, well, they're taking cash, so I'm bringing cash. The thing is, I totally like relate to the the frustrated U of L fan. Like the, that would be so miserable to to go to a game. If I drove and and you know in Louisville, pe- most people are coming from somewhere within the city. But if I drove an hour to a game, an hour and thirty minutes to a game to the Krogue, and it was just complete chaos inside. I mean, not that we can get beers anyways. I would be pretty upset. I would just leave. And that's not what you should do if you're spending that much money on a ticket, blah, 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 taking the time out of your day to do that. So I get the frustration. So, you know, I hate that I am rooting for that tonight, but unfortunately I, I am. The uh, the one thing that they'll never fix is it's always a disaster right by the, the main entrance because everybody oh, yeah. goes to that one. There's no way that it will not be. Yeah, you almost know, like when you had, crowded. you know, 10 acres of parking lot all facing the same direction, the traffic <laughs> flow was going to be problematic on that side. God, just stupid. Absolutely stupid. My dad got, I really, oh, go on. I was going to say, my dad got seats in the new expanded side. And it's just, if you just walk around to the other side, it is so much better. <laughs> Even if I had seats really like is. right where you go in, like where we're talking about, where it's super crowded and congested. Even if my seats were right there, I'd still walk around and then just come back through the other side of the stadium. <sighs> it's silly. It's silly. That's set up. It doesn't make doesn't make much sense at all. Um, I do want to get back to this Thorns text on 502 414 1450 is scooter dingus a real person or did y'all make that up we made that up he is not real this it's been trevor but we wanted to kind of rebrand trevor because we knew he was going to be doing the mike rutherford show so we kind of had him change his voice and uh change his persona show up on time yes yeah. yeah thanks for continuing to give me an opportunity guys we're happy to do such. Very happy to do such. But you also are skating on thin ice, so watch it, buddy. Yeah, watch <laughs> it. Uh, was listening to the Cats Game podcast, and they brought up an interesting question. Stoops leaves, and we hire within. Would you want it to be Cohen or Vince? Vince could keep our recruiting base if he got the job, and Cohen will be a great coach before too long. No, either of you are unlikely. Most likely would be Neil Brown, who gets first call, but I thought it was an intriguing question. Interested in your all's opinion. Hopefully we keep Stoops forever, though. First off, big fan of the Cat Scan podcast, so good for yeah. you for listening to those guys. Enjoy they were those folks. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, secondly, it's it, it's not it's not going to be. I'd rather it be Cohen than Vince. Yes. Um, that being said, I I still don't think I'd really want it to be Cohen either. Uh, if right. that were to happen, I'd need to kind of look at the landscape of college football and realistically think of who Kentucky could get. I, I do think Neil Brown would be on my list, but I can't guarantee he'd be at the top of it. Yeah, um, I would think Vince would go wherever Mark goes. You think? Yeah. I could – you would think that if that were to happen, Stoops would be like, all right, so we're talking my money, but you will have to – you'll also have yeah. to make sure Kentucky can't match Vince's money too. So like you'll have to pay me enough where Kentucky can't financially woo me to stay. And you'll also need to do the same with Vince. And if you can't do both, then we're going to have some issues. You're probably right about that. But if I was Vince too, he'd maybe be like, well, maybe, Hey, you lost stoops, but if you pay me an extra, extra a lot, I'm already here. I already know the areas. I've already got the inroads. I've got the connections. I, I don't, I, you know, it's not simply as Kentucky beat Penn State. So, hey, Stoops, you can continue. To, Kentucky can be a – it's not that simple because upsets happen, so you could have 
crappy teams say that about good teams and how you could have uh it, it, that would be a, a, a circle that you wouldn't want to go down. But that being said, is Kentucky really that far off from Penn State right now? Uh, no, it's not. Obviously, Penn State, bigger fan base, bigger crowds, better atmospheres for the most part. I mean, when the crowd's rocking, it's, it's, I think there's all, like certain levels to – atmospheres and intensities and Kentucky can get there that not not nearly as consistently as Penn State is the recruiting Penn State probably easier to recruit nationally but it's still you're still recruiting the same area that you're recruiting right now and it's easier to get kids to want to play in the SEC than it is in the Big Ten so uh, I think it probably I'm not I'm really not and maybe this is naive of me I'm really not worried of Penn State I'm not too worried either. Maybe that's maybe that's naive of me. First off, James Franklin would have to leave. Secondly, they'd have to settle on Stoops being the guy. Yeah, and the Penn State fans think way too highly of themselves to get Stoops, to go after. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. And secondly, with this, I, I I have this theory that the SEC in the next, I think I don't know if I've said it on here or not, but I, I think in like the next two decades, the SEC is going to be viewed as NFL light. Like right. NFLs on Sundays and SEC on Saturdays. And that's not to say that there won't be other football at other levels, but I don't think the SEC's done with Texas and Oklahoma, believe it or not. And I don't think the alliance is going to hold up. And I think eventually you're going to have some of the other best football powers in the country join the SEC with Kentucky still there and these other programs still there. And it's basically going to kind of turn into this NFL minor league light system where will Kentucky be the best consistently? No, but why? if Kentucky can have good seasons nowadays in the SEC, why couldn't they do it down the road? Kentucky's been recruiting better. So I don't know if you want to leave the SEC right now. And I know Lachlan's like, oh, but you're going to lose to Texas and Oklahoma. You don't have to. Like, you don't have to lose to those teams. Kentucky has played for an SEC uh, East championship under Stoops once. Uh, they can – <laughs> Yeah, Kentucky can be competitive. Absolutely, Kentucky can be competitive with those teams. I'd like to be the one. I'd like Stoops to stay. Now, can Kentucky do it with somebody besides Stoops? We'd need to. We'd need to see that. But I'm. I'm just. I'm not worried about Penn State. First off, a lot of dominoes would have to fall. Secondly, even if they all did, would Stoops want to leave? Like he's. You know, he's the man at Kentucky. Penn State bad two or three years. Look at Charlie Strong at Texas. They will they will get rid of you quickly, especially with kind of the style, the conservativeness of Stoops, which can kind of frustrate fans from time to time. So I'm not worried about Penn State and not thinking replacements right now, but I would want Cohen over Vince just because Vince, knows. Yeah. Vince, yeah, Vince as a head coach would just be letting the offense and defense coordinator do their own things anyways. Right. So it would, would, it would be about the coordinator hires at that point. You know, yeah. So. Yeah, that's where I'm at too, Terry. Um, one texter says, Cohen to USC, grand OC. Let's run it back, baby. <laughs> that's I, well, I was thinking, like, if let's say somebody approached Cohen and said, hey, we're doing a $1 billion survivor contest. Your, your favorite CBS game show survivor, we're doing it for a billion dollars, and you're one of nine contestants. Would Grand take over the offensive coordinator position? Hypothetical Friday. Um, hmm. No, I think it would be Woodward first. Wow. Yeah, I think it would be Woodward. It, very interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I hope Kentucky kicks some mock, whatever the hell that is, ass on Saturday. Yeah, get out of here, mocks. Uh, I actually looked it up. Mockingbirds, not moccasins, not water moccasins, mockingbirds. They're named after mockingbirds? Yeah, that's the state bird of Tennessee. Mockingbirds, that, that makes sense for Tennessee. Mockingbirds are so annoying. And yeah, they're mean. Why would you and they, they eat all the all sorts of different baby birds and eggs and all that. They're just mean. <laughs> that is that is so Tennessee. So Tennessee. Uh, a texter says, I actually love Kentucky rehiring Eddie Grant as an off-the-field assistant. It just goes to show how the breakup was smooth and cordial and high class. I predict Liam takes Eddie underneath his wing, teaching him more innovative offense, and Eddie eventually gets hired as an OC. Always team Eddie Grant. Stoops and him clearly have a great relationship. A top-notch man. Ah. Well, and I think Eddie could also, you know, Eddie's Eddie's seen a lot of offense and a lot of football. And if you don't have the pieces, you don't have the pieces. But if he wanted to learn a thing or two from Cohen, he certainly could. And I bet Eddie could just being an old head could teach uh, Cohen a thing or two as well. So I'm I agree with the text. It's uh, it's good to have him back. Good dude. He'll he'll work his butt off for UK as he always has. Yeah, and it's also one of those things too that when you're an old head, you might like. A job like this is kind of nice where you can still be around football, be around the game, but you're not necessarily putting in the same hours. You're not doing the same recruiting stuff. So uh, it might be a good way for him to kind of, I know some dudes do it forever, but like if I'm him, I don't want to be doing this forever. You know, he, he he's getting near that Dino Gaudio retirement age. No, gosh, I hope he handles it just as well. I, uh, the texter also want to say eventually an OC at another school. He wasn't specifically referring to Kentucky with that. Gotcha. Hey, I say we take our last break. We come back, we'll do more texts, and then maybe we'll have Adam Luckett on for a fun, quick PT's picks of the week. Oh, love PT's picks of the week. Yeah, but you of course it. you do. You're winning. You love, you love it this year. Yeah. Suck it, Justin. All right. We'll be back. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker, oh, Nick Roush, oh. Justin Kalen. confident to say to you that if you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain. David, what do you suggest we play? Kentucky Roll Call. I would rather listen to Walker and Roush than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll Call. Radio 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Adam Luckett of Kentucky Sports Radio will be joining us when he joins us. It's just kind of the, the cool thing about the remote shows. He can just kind of ping in whenever he wants, and we're always a, a big fan of that. So until we get Adam Luckett on, we're going to keep at the Thornton's text line. Thornton's were huge fans, especially of their breakfast. Great people, great folks, and a great, great gas station. A texter says 502-414. One thing. Yeah. uh, Muhammad Ali, the new Ken Burns documentary, starts Sunday. So set your DVR, folks, Uh, because I don't know if you're going to want to watch that over Sunday Night Football. But it's going to be great. Uh, I know he took a lot of archival footage from WHAS 11. So uh, very excited to watch that. 
that couldn't that couldn't wait. I'm setting. I'm giving people a reminder. I like to do that before we get into text because then I would forget. Okay, I remembered. Damn it, and I wanted to share it with them. They had uh, Muhammad Ali's daughter do a category on Jeopardy last night. Oh, nice. Which Layla? Uh, I don't know. Or a different one. Don't know. It may have been Layla, but I feel like I was not hearing the name Layla when they were going to her. Hmm. What were, just, what's some of the other daughter's names? Anyways, but it was in promotion of the documentary. The, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Which I know great. Assad is uh, still around town. I think he works at UofL, doing like video work for him. Okay, neat. So, uh, yeah. You know what's also neat is Genesis Diamond's biggest bridal jewelry showcase of the year. Next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend. 24th, 25th, 26th, you're going to see styles from Takori and Viraggio. Special incentives, special financing next weekend at Genesis Diamonds on Shelbyville Road. If you've been thinking about taking the plunge, may as well save some cash, get the special incentives, special financing next weekend at Genesis Diamonds. All right, let's get back to the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. I absolutely love the fans who act like Eddie Grant had nothing to do with the two most dominant running backs in over a decade at UK. People are so dumb it hurts. Eddie Grant flat out knows how to coach running backs, and it's completely ignored. Yeah. No, that it gets overlooked because of the poor passing. But like, what's even more astounding is that Kentucky was still able to win football games because their running backs were so good. <laughs> like, yeah, almost in spite of the passing. And, and yes, it helped that Kentucky had a good defense too. But you still had to find a way to score more points than the opponent. And Eddie Grand, for uh, the years that he was at Kentucky, did that more times than not. Oh. <sighs> A lot of bowl wins, a lot of bowl games, mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Big oh, yeah. weekend here in Lex, says one texter on the Thornton sex line. Going to my first concert since pre-COVID to see Eric Church rock out Rupp Friday night and Saturday back at the Krogue for some UK football. Have a good weekend, boys. Go Cats. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, uh, I've i been to an Eric Church concert at Rupp Arena. It was a good time. It was a long time ago, though. Long, I don't know if I've ever been to ago. Eric Church. Been to plenty of Kenny Chesney though. Yeah, Rupp Arena, not the. I, no. I don't. I don't like the arenas for concerts. Don't Toby Keith. Toby Keith and Rupp Arena was my first concert, for what oh, it's worth. Did you enjoy it? I did. Did you go yeah. with Cross Country Girl? I did not. I went with my mom. Oh, oh God. <laughs> whoa, that's interesting. It was fun. I was like twelve at the time. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, that's that's. I did. I didn't know about cross country girls back then. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Soon enough, though. Soon enough. I bet you saw some cross country girls at that concert, and you probably didn't even know what to think. I actually saw some. Um, there was like four cutie little girls in cowgirl hats and boots, and they were all wearing Kentucky stuff. And I'll never forget. They looked at me because I wore an Indiana shirt for whatever reason, and they just looked at me and hit me with the C A T S cats, cats, cats. Good. I was like, you I hate this place. Yeah, you de you deserve it. <laughs> I've never been to a concert at Rupp, but uh, been to plenty at the Yum Center. I think they're fine, Roush. Outdoors is better. I agree with you there. But or or just fun. like a theater. You just are so you think Iroquois Amphitheater is God's gift to well, me. Well, like the Louisville Palace, um, you know, any place like that, like an auditorium. I would take an auditorium or something smaller versus an arena. Like I've I've done the Yum Center, and I mean they're fine, but it's not as cool as like seeing it in a smaller. Gosh. I saw Father John Misty at the Palace, and the Palace is just a great place for anything. I yeah. uh, went to a, I've been in a wedding at the Palace. I've seen like movies at the Palace. 
Uh, I've never seen tantalizing tauntauns at the palace. I missed out on that one. So mm, you, can, you, you can speak to that. But that concert, I, I saw Dave Chappelle there. That was awesome. That concert, I saw Father John Misty easily, easily the worst concert I've ever been to. And I'll never go to one worse. I, I, there's no scenario where I end up at a concert worse than the father, John Misty. My buddy and I were just having very casual conversation. We got shushed. And we were like, we're at a concert. And they were like, we can't hear the lyrics. So I've never heard of father, John. Oh, Misty it's, a until bunch now. Of, it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo too. That made it even worse. Uh, his new album is God's favorite customer. So is he like a Christian rock guy? No, it, it's like a parody. He He's not a father. Oh, gotcha. He, he's uh, a parody. I, I can't imagine that being. No, it's not like a parody, but like he's sticking it. He's, he's very anti-religion. Ah, got you. Yes. Either a lot way. of mumbo jumbo. I can. Yes. I, be, I believe you. Yeah. Uh, text her on the Thornton's text line 502 414 Says something in my something in my life that I'm afraid will never be the same. Oddly, my wife says the phrase "I caramba" all the time. Now, whenever I hear her say that, I hear TJ with his impersonation of Kyle Tucker saying, "I just can you do it, Terry?" I caramba. I'm Kyle Tucker. <laughs> That's good. That's what you should. You shouldn't think of me. You should think of Kyle Tucker. And anytime you hear the word I caramba somewhere, <laughs> Kyle Tucker just got cut off in traffic or the, the 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 soda dispenser went out on him after, you know, six people had used it right in front of him. Whoa. Whoa is Kyle Tucker. I think joining us now is not Kyle Tucker, but Adam Luckett. Adam, how are you? I'm a J, but I'm not that big J. Good morning, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you're doing a little bit better than your picks have been this season. Boom, roasted. yeah. This um, only one, only one, one direction to go, and that is up. Hopefully, okay. Let's do an updated scoreboard here. Our leader, shockingly and embarrassingly, is Nick Roush at five and one. Five and one, folks. I don't know who is giving him his picks this year, but oh, something you. has changed. Second place. Me, three and three, have not hit a lock of the week, which is super embarrassing and I apologize for, but they, uh, I, I am going um, three and three, so I'm 500. In third place, Justin with one point. Yeah. One and five on the season. Bronze medal, baby. And bringing up the rear, the defending champion, Adam Luckett, 0 of six, zero points. Never in a million years would yes. I have guessed this. Me neither. <laughs> Never in a million years. All right, let's uh, get to our oh, picks. We start with the leader, Nick Roush. What is a pick a numero uno? Well, I'm actually going to go to the big game of the week. It is in Happy Valley, the whiteout. I'm fading Auburn here. I just, I, they've put up some really good numbers against really terrible teams. Uh, Bo Nix looked great against Akron. Uh, get the hell out of there with that nonsense. I don't think Penn State is awesome. Sean Clifford's no Will Levis, but they'll do enough to cover the five-point spread. Uh, Penn State takes it in the whiteout. Five points. Where you, okay, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be a line. Is it really five points? It, uh, yeah, five points. Yeah, minus five. Penn State minus five. That's crazy. I was seeing it for seven. I saw it at five on Monday. But it had gone. It had kept. It had kept growing for Penn State. So I guess there was a little curve back here. That, oh, I definitely love that. Then I totally agree with that yeah. pick. 
Um, I love the I love the board this week. There's there's a lot of a lot of big time games. I think there's money to be had. My first pick, I'm going Boston College, giving 14 and a half first Temple. I wish it could have been 14. I'm probably going to buy the half point and my individual bet, but it's 14 and a half Boston College versus Temple. Temple's really bad. I think Boston College has a decent little team this year. Really yeah, the quarterback got hurt though. That's why that that number got uh got bumped up so much. Gotcha, gotcha. Justin, what's pick number one for you? Uh, I'm going to stay with the hot Hawkeyes and take them minus 22 and a half against Kent State. Bold yeah. strategy, Cotton. They they beat Indiana by more than 22 and a half, so that seems safe to me. Yeah, but people forget Indiana sucks. That's true. This people is true. More on that in a bit. All right, Lockett, pick number one. Okay, going to noon on Saturday. Virginia Tech going to Morgantown, playing West Virginia. Ranked team versus unranked team. The unranked team is favored. West Virginia laying two and a half. I think they're favored for a reason. I think they get a big win. So give me the fighting Neil Browns laying the two and a half. Okay. Uh, that one kind of made me nervous just because I got burned so badly on UNC. We all did. We all got so yeah. burned badly on UNC versus Virginia Tech. But that's going to be a good game. Uh, it seems like a pretty decent noon slate on Saturday, too. I did not know that one was at noon. All right, Roush, what's pick number two? Um, Pick number two. I'm going to go with a big dog out here. Uh, it, Justin, you still owe me $20. This is a good reminder. I'm going oh. with the Bulldogs at Fresno State. They uh, they kept it close to the Oregon, and I think that's why people thought that Ohio State was going to mop the floor with them. I think Fresno State is good. UCLA is coming off a bye. They'll be rusty. Fresno State plus 11.5 out on the West Coast. Okay. Plus hey, Nick, 11. by the way, you still owe me 100 so you can just send me 80 How about that? Okay, in the middle. Or I can just take more just bets from you. Four, four, four more bets against him, and it's just going to be a, a wash there, Roush. So you're, <laughs> you'll, you'll be all right there, buddy. Hold out strong. My second game, I'm going with Clemson, giving a big number against Georgia Tech. At Clemson, Georgia Tech is terrible. Clemson going to be looking to uh, to improve on what has not been the, a great start. But uh, Northern Illinois beat Georgia Tech, and I know Northern Illinois is maybe not terrible. I'm not 100% sure about that. Clemson's going to win by 40. It'll be an absolute complete blowout. So take the big number there. Don't be afraid. All right, Dabo, you said it. Dabo hates Go. Jeff Collins, so keep that in mind. Oh, sweet. I didn't even know. What's the story there quickly? Uh, Georgia Tech lifts weights before game. Like, they bring bench presses out. Um, and apparently that really got under Dabo's skin. So at, since they've played them, the scores have just been astronomical. Um, <laughs> so that, that that is the story there. Why it's, would that bother Dabo? It's hilarious, know. too, to see them out there doing curls, just like <laughs> on the sideline. It's really funny. Oh, that's I did not know any of that. That's good stuff. All right, Justin, what's your second pick? All right, we said in the first round of picks, Indiana stinks. I truly believe that. It is three and a half for the line for Cincinnati. I'm going to buy a point. I'm going to take Cincinnati minus two and a half. No, no, well, no, that's can't. not how this works. Yeah. This what do you mean that's not how this works? This is Peach's picks. You bet yeah. against the spread, not the yeah. spread that you change. Yeah. You can buy it your own self, but yeah, you're you, not buying you, it here. This is a computer free zone, Justin. Just pick against the spread. Yeah, All right. A, I'll, I'll give, give me Cincinnati minus three and a half. They'll win by more than that, gosh. anyways. <laughs> Justin, I, you and your chicken bleep lines. My God. Yeah. That's what I bet it at. I, DJ wants to know what we bet it at. That's what I bet it at. 
well, I want it what it is when you're when you are telling it to me. And, I got you. And if you are going to buy a point, you can do that on your own time. Okay. Give me three uh, and a half. Indiana. I, or actually, Cincinnati. like Indiana money line there, and I've got some cash on Indiana money line. So disagree with you. Seems like an emotional hedge on your point. I'm not buying it. Hoosiers are going to roll, buddy. I, I hope you're right. I'll, I'll take a loss for that. So we can skip the juice. Oh, eh, maybe <laughs> I'll I'll get with you. All right, so, lock it. Pick that, number that, two. That, that's a no, Terry. Oh, I know it is. <laughs> yeah, for me, going to South Carolina, Georgia, it's going to be extremely hard for South Carolina to score points on this Georgia defense. Meanwhile, Georgia's got some quarterback issues. Um, so the total's forty-eight. I'm going to go with the under here. I, I'd see like something like forty-two to three or something like that. So give me the South Carolina Georgia under forty-eight. Okay, uh, under over bet. I don't know if we've had one of those this season. If we have, we haven't had many of them. So Nick maybe hit that... one last week. Okay, so there you have that. Uh, Roush lock of the week, buddy. This has been my. This has been tough for me. This is where you have kind of separated yourself. You've been. So, yeah, I think you've gotten one lock of the week. What do you got? Yeah, I, I was tempted to make Fresno my lock, but here's the thing, folks. When you show up to Papa Murphy's, you <laughs> expect to see disasters, and that's exactly what's going to happen tonight. This team, the body language in that Ole Miss game, I don't care how many drunk fans show up to that stadium. They are going to fall apart when adversity strikes. They're going to absolutely fall apart. UCF, they're they're battle-tested, man. That first week when you got to sit around for three hours, Boise State punches you in the mouth. This team, is Scott Satterfield, they are going to fold like a bad sheet, an ill-fitted sheet. They are going to be... Absolutely horrendous. Give me the Golden Knights of UCF minus six and a half. I All hate right. teams that fold like sheets. I do too. <laughs> and I hate ill-fitted sheets. Those are so frustrating. I meant like an actual fitted sheet because like how do you even, how are you supposed to fold those, you know? That's very difficult. That's a good, that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, uh, I'll, I'll, there you have it. He, Roush taking the Golden Knights, which they don't like to be called, uh, against U of L. All right, m- my lock of the week, and I basically I like I like all my games, and I like several more. I've got a nice big parlay that I think is going to make me rich, which is going to be a lot of fun. But I was randomly just going to pick my lock of the week since I've been O of two, and I feel so confidently about all these games. But I was driving yesterday on Westport Road, and somebody in front of me had a license plate, and all it simply said it was a Kentucky plate, but it just said Boise on it. And that was one of my picks I felt great about. That was the sign I needed to get two points this week for this game. Boise State given three and a half. Again, I wish I could get it at three versus Oklahoma State. I think they're going to roll and win easily in that game. Boise State, three and a half versus the Cowboys. Take it, lock it up, and take it to the bank, baby. All right, for my third one, I'm going um, – sorry, Roush, but I'm going to have to take Notre Dame minus seven. Horvath mm. out for Purdue. That's a big loss for them. He is a huge running back. Without him, I just don't anticipate them moving the ball that well. You, do, you don't watch Purdue, do you? Not all that frequently. Hor- Hor- Horvath stinks. That guy's not good. He's, like, he's good. In, in you he's obviously- just, I mean, he's, he's not great, but he's, he's a huge body. It's tough uh, to bring him down. Okay. You're right about that, but here's the thing. That's, I mean, that's what I was going for with that. He, he's not a like feeling, a 2000. Well, like it, I have a feeling this might be your lock. So why don't you tell Scoots why why he's wrong and why this oh, is a great spot it's for my lock. Rom squad? It's not my lock, but quick thing here. Um, Purdue is like the second or third behind Washington State most pass-happy Power 5 team. 
Um, they pass the ball nearly 70% of the time. So running back's not super important there. But Jeff Brom is 7-1 against the spread as a road dog at Purdue with a couple of wins straight yeah. up. Boom. So just keep that in mind Ooh. for this one. That's going to be one of my picks, but it's not one of my three here for PTs. For my well, what's your, what's your – What's your lock of the week? I'm going with Roush here on the Friday night special, but I, I got to play on the total. Um, secretly, Louisville's offense might just be bad. Like, I think that's certainly on the table, but this is a big spot for them, so I think they're going to become motivated and ready to play. But if they're going to hang in this game, I think it's going to have to be on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to have to get some stops. Um, so I'm looking at that total, 67. Um, I don't – like, that's like when you're – when you get a total in the high 60s, you're asking kind of for both teams to be in the 30s. I don't think Louisville's going to be in the 30s tonight. So that is can't... one. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt, Lucky. Go ahead. Yeah, so that's the reason. I'm going under 67. UCF Louisville, it was 60, 68.5, 69 just a day or two ago. So it's dropping a little bit. So go ahead and get that in there. But lock me up for under 67. I like that bet too. A little secret. I do bet all of our locks of the week in a parlay. Um, it's been devastating so far. We haven't even gotten close yet. Uh, and you know, I haven't gotten one lock of the week. Justin hasn't gotten one lock of the week. Luckett hasn't even gotten a pick right. And Roush is only 50 50. So it hasn't been a good bet, but I like what I see here today, except for Justin's Notre Dame bet. But ugh, whatever, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get lucky with that one. Uh, TJ, buy a half point, take six and a half, and just call it a day. Gosh, think, you and your buying think, points. Grow a spine, you got You got to buy points. That's how you win bets, boys. I'm, I'm pro buying points in the right situations and right setting. But the thing is here, I think Purdue may just win that game. So, yeah. <laughs> obviously, I'm not a half point's not going to do diddly for me here. All right, very quickly, Luckett, UK Chattanooga tomorrow. What to watch for? How How is it going to play out at the Krogue? Yeah, the, the big thing to watch for is Chattanooga is big and they're old. So at the line of scrimmage, they, they could potentially give Kentucky some issues. We've heard it's take Kentucky a few days to get in the swing of things. That's a real physical game. Um, it kind of sounds like a letdown spot. But offensively, Chattanooga just doesn't have, I think, the ammo to kind of even make this a game. So I think you could see a slow start, but Kentucky should start to lean on Chattanooga. Um, as the game goes on, I think it, you could see an ugly game there for parts, but Kentucky finds a way to hit some big passes. I think you see some, a win like 38-7 to 7 or something like that, but it's it's an ugly game for most of the afternoon. That would be a, a push, 38-7. to 7. Cats are one 31-point uh, favorites. Yeah, that's what – like I do think the shutout is in play this week because Chattanooga's offense is bad, bad. Um, their running numbers aren't great. They can't really pass the ball, so – that could that could potentially be in play. So that's something to keep in mind for Saturday. Yeah, and this would be a good opportunity that, hey, Kentucky, don't turn the ball over and your defense probably going to walk out of there, have a good chance to walk out of there with a shutout. So a little pressure on the offense to take care of the, of the ball, something they haven't done a great job of to start this season. Uh, this will be a good test for them because the defense deserves to not be put in those tough situations like they were. I mean, Louisiana Monroe very well could have been a shutout. But anyways, luck it. We appreciate it. Enjoy the game. We will talk to you next Friday. Good luck with your bets. All right, see y'all. Adam Luckett, Kentucky Sports Radio on three. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Adam Luckett KSR. All right, let's finish up this Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Hey, fellas, quick question. I'm taking my family out for the game to eat it eat uh, come on Mook you got to you got to spell these things correctly buddy 
eat drink with some friends, but I haven't done the Louisville bar and grill thing with the kids before, and it's been a while since I've been out in Louisville to watch a UK game. What is a bar in Louisville that you think, A, will have the UK game on, B, that is semi-kid-friendly, C, has really good wings, and that's from Mook. Mook, I've got the perfect place for you. Uh, well, why don't you reach out to me, and we'll and I'll, I'll tell you where. Is it is it your place in Lindytown? It's a place in Lindytown that is oh, really just where it is. checking yeah, all those yeah. boxes. And it's older than, you know. Well, okay. A texter says, good morning, guys. I'm headed out to Papa Murphy Stadium tonight with my UCF friends to watch the cards get smacked around and drink half-off beers. I encourage all UK fans to attend, and let's take over the flight deck. If you'd rather sit and watch, don't forget to wet wipe, clean those disgusting seats. Duck it, Mark <laughs> Money Spanker, and that's from Kentucky Krogh. Oh, also didn't man. know Kentucky Krogh was a Washington football fan. Hey, just because the Giants didn't – didn't actually get an offsides doesn't mean Washington doesn't get a win. You should be happy that the refs blew it and your team still got a win, Crow. Don't worry about that. Secondly, don't, don't, I don't know. Do whatever you want. On the one hand, I do think it's a little dorky when UK fans wear UK gear to UofL. Not that you said that you were going to do that for what it's worth. But on the other hand, it is kind of funny how worked up they get, Roush. Oh, yeah. It is pretty funny. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I was actually. Uh, planning on wearing uh, my Benjamin Snell jersey. Then I realized I would be wearing full like black and gold, and that's mm. UCF. So I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I, I thought that would be neutral, but I don't know if it is neutral. Nah, just go button up and wear one of those stupid fedoras you wear. I'm not going to wear a stupid fedora. <laughs> not many storms this summer, says the texture, basically telling Roush to suck it. Wow, you hate to see that. <laughs> Suck it, Texter. <laughs> Taking full advantage of the half-off beer tonight at the Louisville game, getting absolutely mangled and watching the Cards lose is about to be a treat for a wonderful Friday night. Is UCF <laughs> money line in Cincinnati minus three is a parlay is the lock of the weekend. Folks, I'm telling you all, IU is going to win that football game. Is it just going to be nothing but UK fans of the UofL game tonight? <laughs> UK Mitch fans Barnhart, are like, look finally, we can, go, we can go drink at a football uh, game. Yeah, Mitch Barnhart, look what you're doing to us, man. You're making us have to go watch crappy college football just to get our fix. It's not right. It's not right at all. Somebody said that Tyler Hineke uh, actually played well. He passed for 336 yards, had nearly 100 passer rating, and two touchdowns. Doesn't look bad to me, he says, Roush. Yeah, it, but it's like the um, – I don't know. It just – he was fine, but – I mean, the Giants stink. I, I don't know. I, I, I saw those raw sets too, but I was just like, man, he missed some throws where it's just like getting the – throwing between the corners and safeties in the zone, he would just sky some balls. And it's like, dude, just get it down. I know that's easier said than done, but, yeah, just missing some guys. Oh, well, it was still better than what they're used to watching a football team, so they'll take it. I thought it was pretty good. Texture says, Jordan Griffith, Roush. Another texter says, you guys must not have eaten Fazoli's lately. Breadsticks are still fire, and that's it. Um, everything's good there, so watch it. And, yes, their breadsticks are fire. Been watching and reading Norm McDonald's stuff. He was being interviewed about thoughts while on his deathbed. He responded, I should have never bought this deathbed. That's hilarious. That's good. Uh... No laugh from Roush. Wow. Yeah. Biggest momentum changing play in Mark Soup's tenure at Kentucky, good or bad? And if you could sum up Soup's tenure in one play, which do you pick? Shout out to Taylor and Aaron, not Frank, it's Alan. Love you guys. One play in the Soup's era would be McGinnis's field goal at Papa Murphy's. And then he kind of did like the Titanic sort of deal. That sums up 
uh, Mark Stoops, in my opinion. It really does. Uh, just a just a a bad mamma jamma. I I think that the biggest I don't know if it's play because I, I was trying to think of this earlier. Um, Sorry, when man, you think I'm, about it, and I'll keep reading text messages. You let us know when you come around to it. Well, because I think the 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 play, it's the just like ridiculous fumble that Kentucky scores on to beat Florida, like that, because that's kind of like uh, unconventional. But the defense ultimately wins out, like that. That sums it up for me. I can't think of the the big momentum swings. I know everybody always goes to McGinnis kicks. Uh, I'm wondering what the negative one was though. So I'll I'll, I'll try to think of that one. Uh, to not Frank, it's Allen. A texter says, John here, good morning to all. I said, Brooks yesterday is because of his leadership. With all the parts, you must have that general on the court. Okay, take U of L money line tonight. I hate to say it, but those gosh down dirty birds will find a way to win. Is the football game on TV this week? Maybe ESPN Plus? And can I find the line on DraftKings? Anyways, Cats by 90. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Uh, the TV stuff we've talked about, John. I'm sure you heard us. Texter mm-hmm. says, Wow, uh, I, I will say they they probably will have it on DraftKings, but like not till Saturday morning. Like, uh, but the line did come out yesterday. So, uh, all right, uh, Roush, I've got to run. You finish up this text line. Everybody have a good weekend. Uh, I was trying to rush through it, but Roush just I, was going well, slower I, than Nam each and every step the, of the way. Uh, I did. I didn't know you had to get out of here. If you would have said that, I don't let you rush through it. Suck it, Terry. Not- I'm never in a rush, so when you saw me being a little speedy, I, it, it should have been your sign. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you take your time with these. Give the textures what they deserve. Good, thorough responses. I will see everybody back here on Monday, and we'll have a real hoot nanny. Cats by 1,000. I'm guessing they win 45 to 3, and enjoy it. Uh, everybody be safe. See you later. I'm out. Have a good weekend. Uh, he left just in time for somebody to say, wow, TJ, if you're truly a UK fan, you'd be at the game. <laughs> you, you think he the, planned that the hell with your wife and kids seems like a sad excuse i think he did <laughs> he saw a text he said i gotta go i gotta get out of here could someone <laughs> let nick know that whoever's producing ksr football podcast actually merged a nasa podcast like three quarters of the way through this week's depth chart yeah that was that was we had freddie's uh, cousin on who uh works at nasa that was kind of crazy you justin he was one of those guys that you can tell he's just really smart like just by opening their mouth, the person's just smarter than you are, and you've just got to accept it. I heard small. I was like, how can you tell someone small by the way they're talking? Smart. Smart. A little bit. That makes more sense. If Kentucky has to replace Stoops, Luke Fickle gets the first phone call. Yeah, and he probably uh, probably takes that too, right? I mean, it fits the recruit. He could still recruit. Like That's just a good, it's a good merger. Good merger. That I, I like where that texture's head is at, even though people tend to think, believe that Luke Fickle's up for a bigger job. Um, but did not anticipate having that this come up in conversation so much today there, uh, Scooter Dingus. <laughs> Luke Fickle? Yeah. Did, just yeah. You know what? Uh, you're going to be cheering for him on Saturday, so good luck with that. I am not going to be cheering for him, but well, you're betting on my, my wallet will be. Um. <laughs> uh, a texter says, I'm pretty sure these are m- m- music lyrics. Did she have you on your knees? Were you begging, darling, please? Did she ease your worried mind? Uh, Not familiar. Yeah. yeah I, I, the thing is, too, is as soon as they send the lyrics in, I'm going to know. So, uh, but yeah, I, I can't think of that. 
who that is. Uh, one texter says, in the jam band scene, we call people who go to shows so that they can talk the whole time chompers. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, like, the thing is, too, is, like, a jam band, you're going to need to, like, there's a lot of jamming out. You're going to end up just, like, needing to relax and talk some. That's you ever true. been to a jam band? You ever I seen have a jam not. Band? No. They're pre- it's pretty fun. Just, like, people who are really good at music just cranking out. Just... And that's my jam band impression. Um, hey, Justin, curious what Thornton's is. Thornton's is an awesome gas station. Got great breakfast food. Uh, I think it's generally a Midwest thing, but they're they're rapidly expanding. So maybe they'll get to you eventually, Shannon. Not going to lie. I kind of, I, I passed it up on my way home from dropping off Duke this morning, but I think I'm actually going to go out and get one of those burritos after we end. I will. I, I do it every single day. Now that they're a sponsor, I definitely have to every single day. <laughs> uh, Amy Z's. Don't know what that text means. And another text says, thanks, TJ. Also, you know how to get in touch with me. Also, I get unreasonably hyped when Bo or when Alan texts in, brings back the old KRC days. That's from Mook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I wish I could think of a, like a negative one. Like if you could... The momentum changes for the positive and the bad. I, I'm, I'm really struggling with this one. I'm really struggling with this one. Because Score I, prediction for there this was weekend, definitely Nick. a game in 2014 that if Kentucky, like if Kentucky beats Louisville in 2014, that's that's the play. The Marcus McWilson interception. There it is. Because you go to a bowl in 14, you get the train rolling a little bit earlier. So that's that's the one, Justin. We did it. There you go told terry we'd figure it out and we certainly did just like the cats are going to figure it out tomorrow uh i think they will get to 40 though because this offense it has been rocking and rolling now i'm i'm gonna say uh 41 to 7 cats get the win over those chattanooga hoochie coochies i'm gonna go 38 to 3 and quickly before we get out of here tj says amy z's is a bar in linden interesting place that he doesn't frequent though Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh, man, there you have it. There you have it. Scooter, All right, can the Hoosiers get it done? Cincinnati yes. didn't look very good last week. Yes, they can get it done. I just it, TJ was right. It's kind of more of an emotional bet, um, trying to hedge my emotions with that, taking Cincinnati. So, Well, uh, this, is the, this is the big one for them. It'll but, be fun. Uh, I think the Hoosiers can win. Will they? Who knows? 24-21 is going to be the final score. I just don't know which way or the other. But it's time for us to get out of here. We appreciate you all to tuning in this week. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Stress-free Saturday. Enjoy your college football weekend, your NFL football Sunday. And we'll see you back here on Monday on the Big X Sports Radio. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Call. We'll see you Club. There you go. Rolling up that lock. My keep using.